AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hey. Reaching out. Go. Hey. Touch my window. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sweet seducing side. Give it to me. Give it to me right here. They say, why? Why? Tell them that it's human nature. Why? Why? Does he do it that way? That is not a Michael Jackson impersonator. What? Maybe it is. Um, Jay Farrell on the podcast, known for his impressions. That one was a pretty good one. But more specifically, he gets into it. Welcome to this edition of Naked. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing. Right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Champion and carry 
carry champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, get naked with In a world we're vulnerable, considered weak. Come and remove the veil from entertainment's elite. It's the difference between what is real and what the public sees. So here's your favorite celebrities behind the scenes. It's refreshing, authentic, the whole story specific. Life altering events to shape the person that you hear. We got a champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. It's the greatest in sports and entertainment. Connect it with us. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. We got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Connect it with us. Hey, everybody, before we get to the actual podcast guest, I have two things to announce. One, uh, I'd like to say this is the first time that we've taken our podcast in studio and recorded it for you so you can actually catch it on YouTube, all of it, sitting down in person, catching up with Jay Farrow. I think the interview was just as great, just as fun, just as lively. Um, we had a lot to talk about, so this is a long one. He also had a lot. He reminded me. He's like, hey, Carrie, I also have more to say. <laughs> so I appreciated him for that. Um, secondly, as I record this intro, I got to address the news. A um, couple of things happened this week, and I want to talk about I want to talk about the juxtaposition of how we are treating certain people in the media. Brett Favre, we found out, has been stealing money from the poorest of poor in the state of Mississippi to build a volleyball stadium, presumably for his family and friends. Uh, He, the governor, former governor of Mississippi and other people, came together to take $5 million, redirect $5 million from welfare recipients to use to build a volleyball stadium. Are you kidding me right now? Meanwhile, we find out that the head coach of the Boston Celtics, Ime Uduku, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, had an affair. Now, here's the thing. They're talking about suspending Ime for a year for having an affair. I have been in this business for a very long time. I've never heard of such a thing. I've never seen it happen. I've never heard of such a thing. Losing all of your bread because you had an affair. Rumor has it it was a couple of women within the organization. Other rumors are coming out saying he was doing inappropriate things while he was there within the facility. Two things. The fact that the Celtics, because this is the only way this could have gotten out, the fact that the Celtics allowed this to get out and then have not responded, today's Thursday as I record this intro, is really tacky. I already don't fool with the Boston Celtics in general, but this is really tacky because if you don't think that they haven't covered up so much stuff in the past I don't know, since the inception of this organization, you're out of your mind. The players are moving any way they want to. I'm sure that he is not the first coach to date some woman within the facility. And I think it's just tacky that they're leaving him to twist in the wind. And Black Twitter, y'all make me sick because y'all making this more of a story as well. Yet and still, we got Brett Favre over here stealing from the poorest of poor. Which one is far more egregious? A man having a consensual affair with two women who said, no, he did not harass me. I was in for it. I am doing it. These are grown folks and they go make grown folk decisions. Meanwhile, you have this man who's deliberately taking money from the poorest of people. You got to be a low son of a gun to do that. And then build it for a volleyball field. And then you get the, the leaders of this state to do it because you feel like the people who are receiving this money really don't deserve it anyway. So why not put it to a better use? Because that's what you're saying. These poor black and brown people or these poor people who don't know how to go out and make their own really don't deserve this money. But we really need a volleyball stadium. Come on, man. Come on, man. It's not fair. 
I'm disgusted by the way in which we're reacting. But I ain't gonna lie, I've been just as nosy. I'm like, what happened? And the bigger part of the story is that Ime is, or at one time, was engaged to Nia Long. So people are like, oh, well, he's doing Nia so wrong. We don't know those folks' business. We don't know what kind of arrangement he and Nia might have. We don't know if they're still together. They share a son. That might just be it. I don't care if she came to the games in the finals. We don't know what their situation is. And we're assuming he cheated. We don't know. And I'm speaking from someone who knows that certain people move differently and you may not understand it and it's not made public but people move differently and we are casting all of this judgment on this man and that ain't none of our business because ain't none of y'all perfect especially when it comes to affairs of the heart right literally affairs of the heart but meanwhile we don't forgot and maybe probably haven't even heard that much about Brett Favre in the media now have we what is that about and I'm not going to immediately jump to black versus white, but I am going to tell you that there's a far level. There is much more respect for Brett Favre than there is for Ime. We love this salacious nonsense. I'm telling y'all, that's not where we need to live. Hard right. We moving on. Y'all all know Jay Farrell from SNL. And I have to tell you, I have been listening to other podcasts where past and, and current Saturday Night Live cast members have spoken about their experience when they worked there, when they didn't work there, and how tough it was. And Jay gets into how tough it was and how every day he said if he didn't perform or every week, if he didn't show up and perform the way in which he was supposed to, he just wouldn't be on TV that week. And he said he went through very long stretches of realizing, oh, OK, I'm not doing it right. It's a tough game out here. But he does do what he always does best. He gives us some great impressions and he talks about his life growing up in front of the camera and how he knew, arguably, when he was in grade school, he would be doing what he is doing now. And that's interesting. His father helped nurture this, and this is what we've been able to receive, this gift in Jay Farrell. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. We in studio. It's like a full TV show. Y'all gonna love it. Thank y'all for listening. And remember, y'all can fast forward through those commercials while listening. So, Jay, thank you so much for coming on What's Naked, that? fully clothed. Hey, man, I, I didn't get the memo. Was I supposed to? I mean, well, it's, you know, kind of, not really. You just said something to me, which I think is interesting. We met in 2015. We did at um, at, at uh, ESPN on First Take. And yeah, I, I just noticed that you were you were very knowledgeable, very sharp. You, you know, I fooled you. I fooled you. you I did. got you. No, nah, you, 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 know, you know what you're doing. There's some folks up there sometimes, they be, you know. You know what you know. I was so, yeah. and thank you for saying that. Well, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Um, always so you kind. Go. You just have such a nice, like a very kind energy about you. Hey. And when I was doing some research on where I wanted to start the questioning, mm-hmm. I, I noticed that you talked about, um, and I wouldn't say mutual friend, but someone that was lost in the comedy community, and David Arnold. Absolutely. And I don't want to start on a, a low note, but I think he was such a nice guy and so well known it really affected a lot of people because it was out of nowhere seemingly. Yeah. What was your relationship? Um, I mean, I had I had followed his videos for uh, a minute and seen him, seen his videos, but we met at, um, I think it was the uh, Laugh Factory I met him. And um, we were just friendly on the stand-up community. And I'll always see him, um, I, would, I would always see him uh, putting more material out. And then it's just like he got a Netflix special and I was so happy because I know he's been doing it for so long. You know what I mean? So he's been he's been uh, writing for shows and he wrote for um uh that girl Lele, I think that was the and uh, Ga- uh Gabrielle uh Nevaeh, she was on my show uh, Unfiltered. 
So, you know, we asked, we had a connection there as well. And I would just see him around and talk to him. And um, uh, he was always, he was always a, always a bright spirit. He was always a, he always had a real uh, a good vibe about him. And he was undeniably funny. And I feel like he was just getting his just due. And it's so sad that now it's cut short because he just had, I think he's had two Netflix specials, right? He had one first came out and then he just had a new one that was about to, that dropped. So he was on fire and people were finally noticing. And it kind of hurts when you see people that have been doing it for so long and then they just, it's just over. Because you're like, yo, there was just so much that was untouched. There was so many stones in his um his path that were unturned. So, um, I think a lot of people felt that way. People yeah. who knew him or knew of him. He was, as you mentioned, extremely friendly. The first mm-hmm. time I saw him, he was doing um some stand-up com- uh, comedy at the comedy store. And he was making fun of Boris Kojo and his wife, Nicole Ari Parker. And he was saying they're just so pretty. It makes no sense. Like it was something and it made me laugh so hard because I was like, yeah, you just don't like you don't even want to be around him. He said, when they come over to visit me and my wife, we just we put on our wedding clothes because that's the only way we can compete. And I used to think that is genius. Because yeah. that's exactly what you think of them. Yep. Um And he was different. It's not the same comedy that everybody's doing. Anybody can do the you know, oh, I was I was banging this such as I was smashing. Anybody can do that, but he, his comedy wasn't like that. You know, it was um, it, it was only tailor fitted to him. Nobody else could do that but him. So, I I'm, I'll try not to generalize. So forgive me, but there, it, you said we're losing too many of our greats too soon. Absolutely. What is it about the lifestyle? Um, is it really a lifestyle, or is it just when your time is up, your time is up? You can be. You can be healthy as I don't know what and just it'd be over. Or you can have some uh, 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 mental problems going on with you, you know, um, some mental health issues where that aren't getting addressed, um, like Jack Knight, yeah. who sadly um, committed suicide. And then you have folks who just die naturally uh, from causes like Bob Saget, who just passed away. Or you have people who have terminal illnesses like Norm MacDonald, who, who passed away. Um, from cancer and um, also Gilbert Godfrey, who just passes or Louis, who's overweight. So you just it's never not know. so much about being a comedian. It could just be the person. Yeah. It just so happened to be in this particular. Yeah. Industry. But it just feels like we have lost so many of them back to back to back. Raj G passed away a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. So she was very funny. Um, so all of that, all of that within the span of what, what, four five, five months. We've lost all of these folks. So it's just, it, it's so important for folks to just make sure that you do take every day in the folks that you do love and you make sure that you, you make that a point to tell them because you never know. You, when your number is called, your number is called. So you have grown up with a lot of these people that you mentioned. You Absolutely. Being fans or you're watching them or you'll see their videos as yeah. you just mentioned. I, in learning more about you at 15 years old, and I think that's not unheard of for a lot of comedians or even anybody who wants to be in any form or any field where you know you have a calling. 15, year, 15 years old, you're doing stand-up. Mm. What is that like? Because I, I think that would be, uh, a, <laughs> you probably couldn't even get into some of the clubs like legally <laughs> that you were doing stand-up. It's basically. all my dad's material. That's uh, what it is okay. at 15. I, I, didn't, I wasn't writing none of that. He would, he would uh, orchestrate everything. He would have me, uh, he would write material and he'd have me do it as character. So I'd have Bernie Mac talking about R. Kelly and Janet Jackson and the, the, the breast and all of that. Or, 
Steve Irwin or Cat Williams talking about it. So that that's what my set was uh, earlier. But it is there are not a lot of clubs that let you in. I was at the Virginia House of Comedy. That was the club that let me in. Um, and then uh, a few years later, I started going to the Funny Bone. They didn't let me in until I was 18. And then you had Thoroughgood Comedy Club at um uh in, in, in Virginia Beach. And what it was like, let me get back to the central topic, central question yes. that you asked me. <laughs> what is it like? Um, it's is, is it scary for me at this point? No, because I already was, I was already doing theater. So I already had that, I already had the stage background. So the stage never, never scared me, you know? So having stage presence at a young age, um, what is it like? It's a pain in the ass for the older comedians. Why? Because they, they get intimidated because they're like, you know, cause they, they take years to get uh, a certain type of energy and confidence. And when you just, when you just go up there and you have it, naturally. it yeah, yeah, it's just, it's like, man, who, who this <laughs> <laughs> who you think you are? You got to pay your dues. Who you think you are? You know what I mean? Uh, Actually, somebody told me that. It's funny. I'm sure. Shout out to him now. We're cool now. He's just up on the come oh, up. Oh, no, for sure. Stuff. I can imagine. That yeah. seems that seems about right. That seems apropos. You got to pay your dues, man. You got to be coming up here, man, and just kill him, man. You got to pay your dues, man. <laughs> I was all about paying dues, but when somebody... Like, I did it. I did, yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing I always say. Your success is somebody else's. Your success has nothing to do with somebody else's success. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I li- you don't have to tell me that. Like, but, what's meant for me is meant for me. Exactly. You not pass me by. And it's like, yo, like, for, I didn't smash Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Pete Davidson did. You know what I'm saying? Don't be mad at me. He shot to the <laughs> roof. <laughs> he shot to the roof. Just... That's exactly what I was going to ask you next. What about, you know, what's not? <laughs> uh, you said your dad was writing it. Yeah. I don't know. Was your dad, did he want to be a comedian? Was he one? That My dad is funny. My dad is one of the funniest people in the world. Uh, he, like just those folks that can just say the most simple things and just have you falling out of your seat. He's one of them, them folks. He always loves performing in front of people, but he's, I, he didn't take theater. See, he'd have that. I don't think he has the, uh, I don't think he has the courage to get up there in front of everybody and do it. And so you're like, living the life he wanted. Man, yeah. Yeah, he Joe Jack. He was Joe Jackson. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. That's what you were trying to get. No, I see what you were pulling. I was not. You were pulling I for it. <laughs> you were pulling. Yeah, it came, came out. You were pulling. I got, yeah, he was, my dad was Joe Jackson. He was. Well, yeah, literally. <laughs> let me explain this. Let me explain this. When I would be, I'd be, I'd do the impression. And if I tried to deviate and tell jokes, he'd be like, what are you doing? You're supposed to just talk like 50. Uh, he was like, what is that? Yeah, what, what is that? We and he'd just be to... like, all right, okay, uh, let's, let's start over. Uh, but it sounds healthy, kind of. It, listen, <laughs> Michael Jackson was the biggest artist Listening ever. Listening to Human Nature on my way oh, here. Oh, that's my favorite song. Listening to Human Nature on my way here. I can do moments it. moments ago. Go ahead. Reaching out. Okay. Hey. To touch a stranger. The city wings the sleepless eyes. Hey. Reaching out. Go. Hey. Touch my window. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Squeeze the dues inside. Give it to me. Give it to me right if here. They say why, why? Tell them that it's human nature. Why, why? Does he do me that way? That's okay. my, ooh, I love that. That's I'm my. I'm done. Okay, so we're done. I'm going nice to meet you. And I'm going <laughs> to, <laughs> it's over. It's, it's the, end of the end of the podcast. We got naked. <laughs> Actually, that, that was, um, that song would always play in reference to my father because he's, he's from South, he's a Southern dude. 
He's from uh, 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 Norfolk, Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. So um, they love fishing, crabbing, and all of that. And, you know, since I'm from the South, I love it too. So my dad would always, um, on Fridays, sometimes he'd take me out of school and we'd go fishing. And that song was always playing on like, because he, he, really? he I, it was always playing in the morning. While fishing? While, while well, ready to on, go the way, fish, on, on the way, on the way there. Okay, that song is, first of all, it's a classic. Yes. I'm not going to get into MJ all day, but I will tell you that's a classic and um, Lady of My Life. Like that, Me too. Those are the two songs that I love the most. Out. What? Get out. Get out of here. I don't believe you. I'm de- I'm serious. <laughs> Those are my two favorite There'll songs. There'll be no darkness tonight. Okay, guys, give us a minute. Let's do Lady it. Lady love will shine. Give me it. Lighting the light. Just put your trust in my heart and I'll be your paradise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Girl, Go. One more. you're every moment in, in this, this world, world to me. Better, a treasure time won't steal away. Hey. So listen to my. Okay, there we go. All, All right. right. I- yeah, I could. You could please. Yeah. So those are my favorite songs. Me too. That has, I forgot what I was asking. That's crazy. You, but that's we were fine. talking about What's your dad. Back on track. Yeah, oh, yeah. We, we were talking about my dad being <laughs> Joe Jackson. Okay, and, and then uh-huh. he was a good Joe Jackson though. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, not that I, Joe Jackson was bad. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, we we it was some similarities. It's cool. Does that I it, it, helicopter parents maybe sometimes people call them that are parents who are very very intentional about what their children do. Yeah, the pros and cons for you. Um, pros and cons for I. You know what? Honestly, I just feel like I feel like my parents just wanted to find something. Uh for me to do that was productive that I could make money at that would just keep me out of the streets. So I don't even think that there's any, I don't think there's any cons to it. I think it all, I think but it was all pro. at 15? Yeah. Like your father figured that out for you at 15? Yeah. I mean, what else? I mean, what, I mean, I, there was nothing. What else was I doing? Was, you could have been playing, you know, sports. I played football. I did. Okay. I played football. Oh, there was a lot of things that, uh, you know, there's a lot of things I'm great at. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I was cool at football. Okay. I learned it. I'm always somebody who figures things out towards the end when it when when it's about it needs to count the most. Okay. I'll give you an example when I say that. I graduated from high school with a 3.06, right? The year before my senior year, I had a 2.45. I graduated with honors. I lost I lost 75 pounds in three and a half months. I was 250. I went down to 175. Wow. At graduation, people didn't know who I was. I made sure that at graduation, everything was straight. I read this book about Steven Spielberg, and it said they were talking about his um him his uh his grade point average. And they said he was a C average student. And I said, if I ever make it, and they ever do write about me, I never want them to say he was a C student. Is that a true story? That's real. Wow. I just worked my butt off. I went to I I went to summer school. Took a, a took. Took algebra uh, with algebra two, got an A in it. I was I was on a mission. I had to get that. What I'm hearing is that you knew you were destined to be where you are. Yes, that's hazy. I like how you picked that out. I like you. You did that. Yeah, you extracted it. I, I like was it. talking to Oprah today. I said, "Give me some tips how you interview." And Oprah was uh-huh. I'm kidding. I don't. Know. <laughs> I, I thought you was for like yo. I couldn't tell. I thought you were for <laughs> no, real. No, no, I know. Like hi, bye. I don't know. No, but I I I think that's special. When did you know? Um, I think when that, did you, and by no, I mean, and let me be clear, 
I've said this before, when people know that they're they're destined for something different or special, doesn't yeah. mean that you're set apart and no one else is great. It just means that you know that you know your life is meant to do something. I think it was after uh, after I did this play uh, in fourth grade called Pocahontas. Well, you know Pocahontas. That I'm familiar. You know what I mean. I'm familiar. Savages, is this savages. a new? Is this a new Pocahontas, or you did you did a regular? Pocahontas? Well, this was this was this was before they haven't remixed that one yet, okay. so it was still the, the okay. older one. You okay, because you're like, have you heard of Pocahontas? I'm yeah. like, well, is it a different version? Yeah, no, no, no. This is the Disney okay. Pocahontas. Okay, thing. this is this is straight out. Um, it. Uh, okay, so this is what happened. Okay, go ahead. I'm ready. I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't solid on my lines. And my teacher, Mr. Sammons, knew that. Uh But he still put me out there in front of the people because he saw something in me that was different. You know, it's like... Yeah, but I was was sweating. And I I performed Powhatan. I was Powhatan and I I did it in front of the, the parents of my classmates. And my classmates had to help me from the back. They had to feed me lines for me to get through it. But, you know, I embarrassed myself so much because I I never I said to myself, I am never, ever not going to be prepared again because and this is what I want to do. I'm never not going to be prepared again. So fast forward to 2000 and uh, 2004, Mm -hmm. 2004, um, mind you, uh, it's this play called Damn Yankee. uh, Damn Yankee. Yes. I'm playing Mr. Applegate. Now, two weeks before the play went up, the lead dropped. Mr. Applegate, he dropped. So Ms. Shuler, my drama teacher, what up, Ms. Shuler? How you doing? <laughs> she um she put she gave me the part. And I had to learn all of these lines within uh two weeks. And I did it. I I learned every single line, killed the role, and I go out to the lobby, and Mr. Sammons was there. And Mr. Sammons said, I knew you had it in you. He said, I knew it. I was trying to pull it out. That's exactly what I saw. And I was like, Mr. Sammons. Give me this school that you went to. Tell me about this community because these teachers are really doing their job. Yeah, this is uh, Greenbrier Intermediate School. This was, that's when Powhatan happened in Pocahontas. And this Indian River High School is where I went to high school at. And also middle school was uh, Crestwood, my sixth grade year. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yo, when I went to, because like for the first, for the first five years, for the first six years, uh-huh. kindergarten through a fifth grade, I was in a I was in a pretty predominantly white district, school okay. district. You know, we were in the burbs. That's okay. where we were. Okay. Uh, so I sounded like them. So when I showed up at Crestwood, which was in the black district, uh, all the black people looked at me like, "Why are you talking like that? You sound white. Why are you talk like that?" Hey, wait, wait, wait. Is it? No, they, well, they ain't, this sounds a little New York. They ain't sound like that. Let me put the country in it. Here you go. Why you talk like that? Why you sound like that? You sound white. Why you talking like that? And then, and then, see, that's me. That's me flashing back. Three months later, right, I go home. I start talking to my mom. She's like, why do you sound like that? I start sounding like them. I was like, I was like, come on, this is how they talk, mom. You feel me? That's how they talk. This is how they talk. Look, look, this is how they talk, mom. You know what I mean? So I started getting the black experience. Got bullied, got picked on, bam. Seventh grade, Indian River, same thing. Indian River uh, Middle School, which was another uh, predominantly black school. And then eighth grade was Greenbrier Middle. They had just made Greenbrier Middle School. And I, I went there the first for the first year they had it open. And uh, that was a mixture of everything. Yeah. Everybody was in okay. there. It was white people, black people. And then 
Um, uh, ninth grade was Indian River. And then 10th grade was GCA for one year, private school. Uh-huh. And that's where I Why'd became. Why'd you move so much? Why'd you bounce around so much? I just, I was trying to, I was trying to, in middle school, I had no choice. Okay. That was just because we moved. Fair. And then, um, you know, district gang, you know, you, where sure. you, wherever you're at, feel me. But, uh, high school, I requested to go to private school, 10th grade. I Why? did. I, I wanted something. I was getting picked on. I didn't really like it. I wanted to do something different. And I went to private school and that's where I became a comedian. Mm-hmm. That's where, because these folks were trying to joke me too. And I was like, wait a minute, man. I just got joked by these folks over here. I'm not coming over here and letting y'all do it. So it was like an ownership I took of myself. And I just was, I just was like the, the rebel. And I would like, I don't know. I made, I made the seniors look stupid. I, w- I would do that because I didn't Comedy care. Comedy was often, uh, what I've noticed for a lot of people, it's your way to fit in. It's your way to be cool. It's your yeah. way to be popular. Absolutely. Was that the same for you? Yeah, well, yeah. It may, and it made me really popular at GCA. It made me so popular there. Yeah, And you're did. like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Hey, I'm joking, people. That's what I, I'm cooking, folks. That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to cook people. That's the calling. And it was so funny because they're so uptight. So when you got somebody that come in, comes in and, you know, so, slang. But from F, when you were in the play, yeah. fourth grade, I think? Fourth grade, yeah. And you knew that was the moment you were destined to do something. Uh-huh. Was it to be a comedian or was it to be an actor? It was, just first one was entertainment. It was like, period, just period. Like, yeah. I love this. I, I love this feeling. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, when I was with, uh, the stand up, it was like, oh, people giving me people giving me instantaneous feedback. I love this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love that. And then, you know, being on the being on stage, you're reading the script, but theater, but uh, but being doing stand up, it's just you. How often, even even to this day, do you employ making people laugh to change the dynamic of a room? to change your relationship with somebody that you it's might just, not be cool with and want to be cool. It's so funny because I either, if I'm really comfortable, if I'm really comfortable in the room, I'll go ahead and just do my thing. But if I'm not, I'll, I'll be quiet and I'll just sit and just watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll just watch people. There's been a lot of times I've just been like, oh, this mm-hmm. is not comfortable. I'm just going to be quiet over here. How but, would you describe yourself? Shy? Yeah, for the most Introverted? part. Introverted? Introvert, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like, I'll take being home over going, going to, going to a freaking island any day. You know what I mean? Really? Just chill. Well, no, I, the island, you can be by yourself. I'll go to the island. Yes, you will. Yeah. You won't go out to the party. Right, yeah, forget the party. Thing. I can stay in the room. You can order room service. You don't have to go out. Still more with Jay Farrell on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Connected with AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, get naked with 
Welcome back to Naked. I know we're having fun. There's still more. Jay Farrow. Um, so you have this, you have this path that you're on. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, Saturday Night Live is what I, oh, yeah. you're synonymous with that. Absolutely. You, you were not the youngest cast member? No, 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 no. Second youngest black cast member. But, Second youngest black. Uh, Eddie Murphy was the youngest. Stats? <laughs> yeah, I, hey. Okay. Hey, I watched. Eddie Murphy it. was the youngest. Eddie Murphy was the youngest, uh, and then uh, Robert Downey Jr. and then Pete Davidson are tied. I think they both got it at twenty, uh, and then um, yeah, me twenty two, and you know how that experience happened. Forget the rest, you know. They don't matter. I, they don't know who they are. <laughs> I don't even know who any of those other previous ones. You know, I'm kidding. So you get. <laughs> I hear because I even talked to Sam. You know Sam J. Yeah, I know Sam. Of course. I talked to her about it. She's like, she didn't know what was going on, but she did it. She did it. She just figured it out. I, I hear that. I, I hear this all the time. I, this is awful, guys. I'm about to name drop. I, I just interviewed Will Ferrell. This is awful. Sorry, I'm Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Will Ferrell. Correct. And so he's telling all these stories about it. Um, and I hear it's either really great or it's really awful or it's really both. I think I got both. Okay. I got a mix. Tell me, me about I, it. I, I, really great. You're 22 coming from uh, going on the road with Charlie Murphy for three years and working at Burlington Co. Factory. Besides that, there's no other, you ain't got no other work experience besides Golden Corral and Steinmart and PetSmart. So yeah. wait, are you saying Burlington Co. Factory, PetSmart, Steinmart don't prepare you for SNL or being, no? I mean... Customer <clears throat> service is not... Customer service, there's... The, got it. No, 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 no. You have to be... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I would say those places allowed me to um, broaden my craft just because I would be there. You know what? To go back to what you're saying, I would make people comfortable at work. I would make them laugh. Sure. Because Burlington, especially at Burlington, is everybody is really <laughs> stank. Right. The attitudes Correct. are really funky. <laughs> you know, they're standing in the line for, for hours because there's slow cashiers. There's, yeah. there's no air conditioning in, the, in this place. Don't know why there's no air conditioning in this place. People are people are stealing stuff. It's just a it's a bad it's it's a bad environment. But <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> what I did. Where did you Where did you work? Did I you? did not work at Burlington Coat Factory when I first. You want to hear this funny story? When yeah. I first started working at ESPN, I didn't have enough winter coats, and they had a Burlington Coat Factory. And I That's went. I walked funny. in. I was like, "This experience is something I don't yeah, have so again." You, so you're talking about from a customer's experience? <laughs> exactly. How you were. Let alone okay. work there. I yeah. Can well, working there is twenty uh-huh. times twenty times worse. Right? <laughs> I can imagine. Now the people are great there. That's my family. But the stuff that happened was yeah, just it's a lot. crazy. So yeah. I'd be in customer service. And I would be cracking jokes, doing impressions, and making. And that was my thing. Oh wait, so why you bullshit? I did prep you for SNL. Yeah, like yeah, I, I guess I'm so. Being silly, but yeah, you yeah. were you were still honing a craft. Yep. Even while there. Yep. And That's then crazy. and then Charlie Murphy uh, definitely helped help with that as well. Um, him having the Chappelle uh, audience, where it's broad, is 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 everybody. It's white, black, Spanish folks, Asian people. Everybody is together yeah. laughing. Yeah. And I've always had that crowd. It's it's even continued now. So um, that got me ready for SNL. Um, damn, 22, being on SNL, not knowing, not being an improv uh, performer, for real. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I was on an improv team at VCU for like four months. What is the difference between improvisation and stand-up? 
Oh, stand because stand up is just stand up is just you on the stage. Improv, you got more people on stage with you, okay. and y'all have to play off of each other. Okay. You know what I mean? You want to turn that? You want to yeah, turn yeah, your phone yeah, off? Yeah, I don't know. Well, what, why is that? Is that who is that? Barack? No, nah, that's not Barack. That's okay. a, that's that's one of my that's one of my friends. I wish it was Barack. I would have picked up. Oh, you would. I would have loved to I, talk to. I would have said, "Hey, man, you know, I'm doing it. I'm doing getting naked would, with, with Carrie." Yes, it, I like that you put get naked. Yes, yeah. we're just gonna call it naked. Get naked. I would say get naked. That's what I would have said. I would have. I would say get naked. I would say, "Hey, Barack, <laughs> we 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 snip around it." I would say, hey, "Barack." I'm on. I'm on. Get get He'd naked. Be like, sir, I goodbye. <laughs> I cannot be around uh, well, any of this. Well, I'm uh, sorry that I called you at this moment. Yeah, uh, correct. I'll, I'll I'll hit you back. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I you know, 22. You're not. I was just young. I was young on that show, and um, I I had to figure it out. Tried. Was trying to figure it out the whole time. Do they give you any grace? I feel like they like get in there, and figure it out. I'm not helping you. That's not funny. Moving on next. I mean, that's funny. We'll use that. I, I don't even think I would. It's cutthroat. Like, yes. It is cutthroat. Yes. You have to audition for your job every week. Damn. Imagine that. Imagine if you had to no, audition. I wouldn't. You wouldn't, right? I, well, I probably am. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I probably have in my career. Sure. Right. But, but not I now. Think, yeah, not now. But yeah. I don't think I would. If you didn't do well, would they fire you on the spot? Are those, are there stories well, I've never heard of those stories. Firing right on the spot. Only when you've like Jenny Slate dropped the F bomb and she didn't get picked up for her second season. So I think it was it's with things like that. When like you show you can't control yourself on national television. Okay. Like they look at things like that. But as far as as far as you just you have to be funny enough to make it to the next season, I guess. You gotta have some sketches that pop. Mm-hmm. You can't if you only got one sketch. The whole year, was it ain't looking good for you. Sketch that popped at twenty two. Lord, gee, it was early. It was it was early. I mean, on Weekend Update when I did the Will Smith, that popped, and then the next one, the Denzel exchanges, returns and exchanges. That was the big one, and that I was my next that. show. Give me that. The, uh, which one you want? Re- returns and exchanges. Return. Well, you, we, oh, you, you wanted to. Oh, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You kind of um, you can you put the line out there. You put the line out, and mm-hmm. you are reeling me in. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So um, I got with Brian Tucker, one of the writers on SNL, uh-huh. and um, mm-hmm. you know, want to use your Denzel impression. I said okay. I said all right. So uh, what are we gonna do? Crazy. And he just came up with this uh with this concept. I sat with him, and we we wrote it, and um, it popped. It was uh. It was everywhere. It was on Access Hollywood. You know, Denzel actually saw it himself. He saw it. And he said, he said, yeah, I, I, he said, I think he's really good. The kid's good. He said, um, I saw him doing another one before he did that one. He did me and talking to Will Smith. I think he's good at both. Hmm? Your impressions are legendary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the, the knack for being able to pick up on the little things that we don't even pay attention to, like the <laughs> finger pointing. <laughs> Denzel points his finger like that all the time in yeah. every interview and whatever he's doing. I, mm-hmm. I mean, every time it's, oh, how do you do that? You just, it's, it's observational comedy. It's like, you're just, you want to absorb, you want to absorb everything about a person. You're paying attention to everything about, I paid attention to so other people so much that I wasn't paying attention to myself. It's crazy. You know what I'm that saying? That means what? That mean I wasn't like I pay attention to other people. Like I wasn't aware for for a minute about things with, with me. Even my my style of dress. I should have been paying attention. I shouldn't have never wore American Eagle. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> Never should have wore American Eagle. I look back at some. I look back at some pictures of me from it's unfair for 2013. I'm just like, man, somebody. Just, why wasn't anybody talking to me? I, somebody should say something. All valid questions. Valid questions. Yeah. Okay. Maybe because they were giving me. I was getting so much, so many free clothes when I was on SNL because you know, I was getting so much publicity. So people wanted the, the brands to get seen. As I got older, I noticed that they didn't like me. They just wanted to use yeah, right. me to, to, to get seen. But right. it's all good. But so um, what was the, that sounds amazing the, yeah. for, for that to be an opportunity. And you have these celebrities being like, oh my God, he's amazing. I would, that would really be a lot for me at 22 years old. Yeah. What was the downfall of all of this attention, all of this um, newfound fame? And people wanting to be around you and be your friend. What was the downfall of if it? If there were. Man. I or mean, just... okay. Sacrificing time with your family, uh, um, uh, personal relationships. Like, I mean, I, me and my, me and my girlfriend broke up on the show. You know what I mean? That, I mean, but cool. That was natural. You know, it's, it's stress. Sometimes you can't stress somebody out. You, it's a breaking point. You feel me? So that. Just not getting no to, to the ladies. Don't stretch out your man. Okay. Yeah, hey, hey, don't stretch. You want your man to succeed. Don't, if you want to be with want, him, don't, don't stress, stress him, out. him out. I don't know what that means. You're though. supposed That's to pretty be, vague. That's a vague response. Well, like, you're supposed to be somebody's vacation, not their not their personal hell. You understand? Huh. You get me? Okay. You do, it's an escape. Okay. You're supposed to be the timeshare. Okay. You never. Well, you were never you had. a vacation? Huh? Were you? I, I'm always a vacation. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. What kind of question is yeah, that, Carrie? What? I'm always a vacation. Always a vacation. Okay. And Sorry. always the one providing, providing the vacation. Yeah, on you top understand of me you're on right. top of that? You're right. You're right. That's I'm right. Gonna, I don't want no problems. Okay. I delve into arena. I do not want to get into. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, so you work with your girlfriend. Yeah. And then. But I'm just, but. In general. But was it just hard to be there? Do you ever have days? Because we all have days. Or I'm like, I don't feel like coming to work today. Oh, at, oh man. Yo, okay. There we go. Now you busted something open. Yes. <laughs> yes, there would be days. I mean, especially especially when you're at the table, your sketch is killing. It doesn't get picked. Um, or you write three sketches and you submit them and they don't even make it to the table. And you're just sitting there like, yo, what the hell am I doing? What I am working, I am working, working, overworking. And it looks like I'm not working because I'm not in the show. But behind the scenes, I'm putting my, I'm, I'm putting my foot in everything I'm trying to do. Put my foot in it like the South. And it's not working. What's happening? So let me go do stand up real quick. Cause I know I can, I know I can kill on stage here. Even if you have a sketch that bombs, you're like, man, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. You can get on that stage and get that gratif gratif gratification from the audience. You get that. So you write a sketch. It doesn't even make the table to even be considered. And, and you've been there for a number of numerous years. And then someone else's sketch is considered. And, and they've been there for for months. And subjectively, you like, that was not even funny. And it wasn't funny. The writers <laughs> bring it and they make it funnier. But it still doesn't have the oomph that it needs. And you're just sitting there. Like, I would feel away. What the hell am I doing? I like, would feel away. Yeah. I would yeah. feel away. And yeah. then, and then you could go, how long of a stretch could you go in a season without being on or if your sketch wasn't used? Oh, well, well guarantee you get paid every week. Yeah, I know. But if you're not on, you're not on air, 
you know, for two months, would you feel away? Has it ever, does oh, it ever happen? Oh, yes, yes, I will feel. I will tell you this. 2014, 2015 season of SNL, that to me was my worst season. I got, I think I got three sketches on the whole year. Wow. There's 22 episodes. Three sketches? What am I doing? I'm getting percentages. Like I'm point two every, if you divide that, I'm not even a real person. If you divide it up, I'm not even a real person. I'm like a toddler. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm, saying? I'm not a real person. Wow. A toddler is a person, of course. Yes, Shout out to the toddler. I don't offend the biting the toddler you community. Uh, yes. no Next thing I know, toddlers at me are mad at make, me. Making TikToks. Don't, at him. Don't at me. Okay. You know. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, but I, what I'm saying is that was so arduous for me. That yeah, year was. I, hard. I, I just, I didn't get it. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm working my ass off. I think I got, we got Kevin Hart. I think it was the Kevin Hart sketch. Um, that uh when I was impersonating him and Leslie, that was Leslie's idea for us to do that. She was like, you gotta do it. A lot, a couple of things on SNL have been from Leslie telling me I should do it. Oh, good. That's that, that's some real stuff. I gotta say that. That's nice. The, the comedians meeting, that was Leslie said, you gotta do something on that. Yeah. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. And it blew up and it got the most hits from anything I did on the show. Wow. That's wow. so wow. insane to me. Wow. There's always that it makes sense. Yep. Behind every successful man is a Leslie Jones. Okay, you know in short, correct. You understand? Correct. I mean, black, strong black woman. I've heard of them before. You feel, you I, under, I understand them. You understand? Do. You do? <laughs> Damn. You got your guns too, God I, dang it. You know what I'm saying? So you leave SNL. I don't want to fast forward through it, but yeah. I understand the experience. Yeah. I, and I've heard about it so many times. I hear so many, and so many greats have come from that. That's a school. I'm going to say this, though. It's not like it, there, there are highs too. I had so many highs. I would imagine. Show, you know, but the low, but I had lows as well. And with those lows eat, it, it eats you. Yeah. But the highs are what brings you back. You need highs in order. Cause if your highs and your lows ain't balancing out. Yeah. You might. And my business is like, you're only as good as your last live shot. You're, you're only as, as, as good as your last work. Yeah, that is my motto too. It's daily you pop up and okay, that bombed up. I'm awful. And then you come back and you're great. Oh, yep. I'm back great. You you're know? only good as your last work. So you got to make so the last tough. work. That's real talk. That is a tough, tough business to be in. And, yeah. Uh, especially at the level in which you do it. When you leave SNL, when yep. you are no longer on the show, what are your thoughts about What's next for you in your career? Were you excited? You're like, the world is my oyster. Or were you like, yeah, oh. I, I felt like the world was my oyster um, kind of happened uh, simultaneously. But I got I had gotten the show White Famous uh-huh. um, that summer. Uh-huh. I found out I had it. So, you know, even though the things at the job was looking shaky, <laughs> it was still like, you know, I hey, well, at least I got this to go to. You know, it's a shot in the park. It's a pilot. but it could get picked up. Jamie Foxx, he's a fan of mine. He's a, he, you know, I remember when he first came on the show, he was like, yo, man, why they ain't using you, nigga? Why they not using you, man? <laughs> so they We're need not to, editing that part. Said, Listen, <laughs> he said, man, you are so talented. Yeah. They need to use you. Man. Yeah. Yeah. They need to use you, man. So he was already a fan. So I had that relationship and that rapport with him. And I kept in contact with him. So, when White Famous came around, he was doing it. I said, okay, cool. This is going to be, all right, this makes sense. This makes sense for me. Um, so, uh, I was ready. I was ready to, I was ready to get, to get to that. 
yeah. and see what that was going to do. Unfortunately, it only had one season. Yeah. You know, those It came out day after <laughs> my birthday and it got snatched a day before or after Christmas. Showbiz. Crazy. That's what they do. They don't care. No, not at all. At all. On to the next. Not on to the next. Yeah. But I learned a lot with that as well. Sure. And going back to your going back to your thing, do you think the world is your oyster? Yes, I do think it's, I, it's, it's my oyster. That's what I was thinking when I got off SNL. Because I saw the careers of, I saw Eddie Murphy, he was up there for four years. Tracy did five years. Chris Rock, even Chris did three, but he, he's Chris Rock. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I, I knew, I knew that, I knew that I was going to be, uh, things were going to happen. And then, and then look at that year. You had, I was hosting the, um, I think video the, music awards. I, 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 I did that too. Yeah. I hosted that. And with Gigi Hadid, I did the, um, the critic, the, not the critic choice, the, um, uh, uh, what is that? AMAs. AMAs. AMA Awards. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. The AMA Awards. Um, I did that. I was cartoon, Legends of Chamberlain Heights, everything. There's so much. When, as soon as I left, there's so much work. You like still, that hot chick in the, oh, you working with your dude? And then, yeah. And everybody er, so everybody out. wanted to smash. Yeah, correct. You know what in, I mean? In other words. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Did that sound really, that sound, that sound I really said, vulgar? I said take you out. You yes. said they wanted to smash. Man. Go ahead. Listen, it's 2022, <laughs> folks. These these are how people think now, and Instagram is just a it's just a buffet. It's oh bad. yeah, oh Instagram is a buffet, a full on Tinder, it's like a menu. Yeah, it's like a sure. menu of, of of you just scroll yeah. through the menu and be like, oh that's nice. Oh that mm-hmm. comes with powdered sugar. Yeah. I want that. A day you know I mean? on day on day. I get it. I get it. It's, it's crazy. I know. I know. Like, I, I, <laughs> side note. Yes. Okay. Wait. So then you're you're on all these dates. Yes. Slash smashing, and you're feeling. <laughs> You're feeling more comfortable? Feeling wanted. Feeling wanted. Feeling wanted. Appreciated. New relationships. New relationships. Mm. I feel I feel like these folks are so excited about me. (laughs) Oh, the gleam. Oh, they're holding my hand. Yeah. You know, they're buying me flowers still. Yeah. They like still looking in my eyes (laughs) when they're finished. It's great. It's amazing. It's a it's a it's a it's a good uh it's a good little it's a little thing to be on. Yo, it's, <laughs> instead of ignoring you while at dinner and yeah. <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> yeah, instead of just sitting. <laughs> so how was your day? Well, yeah, 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 oh, the mumbles, the mumbles. Yeah. I I have to ask you this because, okay, who's your favorite comedian uh, of all time? Um, all right. I mean, I've got a top five, but I'll tell and, you my favorite he, comedian of all time. Okay, okay, number one. All right, Eddie Murphy. Of course. Of course. That's okay. the guy. Okay. Uh, number two. Um, Chris, Chris Rock, uh, Dave Chappelle, um, Bernie Mac, and Robin Harris, and Richard Pryor. I would say is above, like up here. What does that mean? You you can't even put him in a category. So it's Richard above all. Richard's and above then everybody. it's Eddie. Yeah, yeah. but still, well, Richard, but, but Richard set apart. Yeah, and Eddie <laughs> was doing a. He was. He'll tell doing you, Richard. He was, yeah, he was doing Richard. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of the stuff. Sometimes I'll say something like, "Hey, man, you doing Eddie Murphy?" I was like, "No, I'm doing Richard Pryor." Eddie was doing, Eddie was doing Richard too. He was doing. Like that. What is your take on the fact that people say that Dave Chappelle is now a goat? I think, I mean, that's, I mean, I find no spiriousness in that, that, that argument. I feel like he's, uh, he's the greatest. It's very similar life. to like, so obviously sports is the background. Tom for Brady. So, or if I'd said a top five and I, and if I didn't put Michael Jordan as one. Have to. Yeah. 
I would be blasphemy. Right. But there are those, there, there's a generation of people who say no. They'll no, say actually. LeBron. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I say to you, is that unheard of to hear that Dave Chappelle is now being considered the GOAT as opposed to Eddie Murphy? Mm-mm. I don't think it's, I don't think it's unheard of just, and I mean, uh, generationally, uh, he's crossed over because of his consistency. Like Dave Chappelle has put out, he put one, two, three, and then one, two, three, four. What does he have? Eight specials? Yeah. Eddie Murphy only has two. But when he walked away from the Dave Chappelle show, yeah. would anybody have thought he would have rebounded this way? I know I, everyone thought he was sad and crazy yeah. and he shouldn't have done it. Yeah. And he walked away. I, I remember everyone criticizing him in, in the, the comedy community. Yeah. I would have took the fit. I would have done yeah, whatever. I would have, correct. And that's the difference. That's the difference. When you put your integrity and you always root it and cement it in something substantive, you don't have to you don't have to do what everybody wants you to do, because eventually your talent is going to it's, it's going to it's going to explode and it's going to it's going to fuel you and it's going to put you back, if not further up than you were before. If you do decide to drop in and do something else, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, no, no. I just think, I think about what I really, I started to become a fan. Obviously, I love the Chappelle show, but yeah. I became a fan during the pandemic because it was just so smart and so thoughtful. And he was giving game. Yeah. And he was telling us about the business in the most honest, sincere, candid way. You couldn't deny, at least for me, I couldn't deny that. I was like, this man's a genius. Yeah. In, in that moment, that's Absolutely. what I felt. Eddie Murphy is different in the sense for me as a fan. He seems mysterious, and that keeps him, I think, in in goat status. I believe that too. I you it's so I it's so funny. I've Are said that before. That? No, I am not. Are you just trying to agree. I'm not just agreeing with you. I no, would tell you. I would tell you difference. No, he no. is a Eddie Murphy is he, like a he's like a mythical creature. He is. I've said that. Like Charlie Murphy would called him the wizard. I'm like that's your brother. Yo, man, you ready to go meet the wizard? Really? Yeah. Why do you call him the wizard? Why do you call him the wizard? Because, man, he's mysterious, man. He is so mystical. I he's agree. Mi- he's mystical, man. Mystical. Not the one to shake your ass mystical. Not he's that like, guy. He's mystical, man. <laughs> Correct. You know what I mean? <laughs> God bless him. He got a couple of problems, man. <laughs> I wonder why that is. I wonder if it's purposeful. Okay, so there's a, a tour, and I and I just have to get your take on this, because yeah. I have so many different comedians. I'm like, there's this tour, and we have Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock uh-huh. and Kevin Hart. And Dave Chappelle came, I think, out and introduced. No, who who did the introduction? Who's on tour together? Is it, uh, Chappelle, is it, it was, Chappelle? It's Chappelle and, and Chris. Chris Rock, right? And I think, uh, I think, um, I think Kevin came and did it. And did the, yeah, yeah, and did the intro. Are those the biggest comedians right now? Absolutely, without a doubt. I mean, you do have oh, and Joe Coy. Hmm. Joe Coy is that's a new, okay. Give me a name. Joe Coy is huge. Joe Coy is one. He's the first comedian that's taken Filipino culture and like and like um globalized it. I'm so serious. Really? He's yo, he's and he's been in the game grinding for years and he's so sweet and it's the okay. same thing. It's a, he had that David Arnold would have done that, probably would have done that. Oh. He would have had his audience and, and yeah. had that. But he's 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 so it's so nuanced to him. Nobody could do that, but well, of course another Filipino comedian, but not like him. Still the stories, even if they would be similar, he's put it on a large scale. And like, yo, he so he bet on himself. That's what I wanted to, that's what I wanted to say. Dave Chappelle bet on himself. He knew that his talent was worth way more than $50 million. And he knew that 
he was going to wait until that deal came where they were going to pay him properly for him to be like, okay, I'm coming back and I'll give the world what I feel they deserve. That's interesting. There's a saying, Candace Parker, she, I heard her say it first. Shout out to Candace Parker. We love Candace Parker, Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she said when she won the championship last year for the WNBA, mm-hmm. Chicago Sky, she said, this is for folks who don't know her. She said, I wanted time to tell my story because when she graduated, from Tennessee, she was hailed as one of the greats. She would be greater mm-hmm. than Lisa Leslie. She would be greater. And then she didn't do as well as what people mm-hmm. projected. And then she won one chip when she was with the Sparks. But then everyone kind of was like, she's lazy. She's the-. They had all these bad things to say about her. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, redemption, you get your chip. And she's like, time will always tell your story. And I think of that for Dave Chappelle. Time yeah. will tell his story, which it has. Mm-hmm. And when I think of time, and I think of these comedians, I remember someone saying that Chris Rock and Will Smith will work it out publicly and they'll and bring it to us. Yeah. Time will tell the story. Do you think Will Smith, after that <laughs> incident, will have a different story? What will what would his future be? Um I, <laughs> I think he can redeem himself. I mean, of course, because of course, because he's super talented. Correct. He's super talented. Um, I feel like the squeaky clean image has been tainted. You know, and the and and to hold that for thirty plus years in the industry, nobody else besides Bill Cosby did that. And you know, later you, know, you saw what happened. Okay, but you know, everybody is a human. Will Smith is a human being. Of course, Chris Rock said some uh, things about Jada back in 2016 from her not being invited to the Oscars. And from what I understand, from what I, what I deduce when I watched it, I feel like that's why Will Smith went up there and was like, that was a layaway smack that he did. You know what I mean? <laughs> you feel me? Like, uh, oh. Okay. Did you say layaway? <laughs> yeah. That was, <laughs> was a layaway smack. Do we like. still have layaway? Yeah, they still do. Okay. Cool. I, they definitely have it in Burlington. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll tell you that. That's why I ain't going back. I ain't going back to the streets. We're not, we're not doing it. We're not not, doing I'm it. not bagging up nothing. I think, and this is my take on it, I think that this, the squeaky clean image, as you say, needs to be removed. I think that's okay. going to be the best thing for his entire life. Because that's, because that's really not, that's really not 100% authentic to him. Correct. Right. Correct. I what, think now he's, once he gets over whatever it is, if he yeah. works it out, it'll be so much freedom. Yeah. I, You've been in this space, maybe even with SNL. Maybe you felt like you couldn't be as free as you wanted to be outside of your job. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good damn point right there. I, I, you, you, you good. You, she real good. She real good. She be doing the digging. Uh-huh. She be uh-huh. digging, digging, digging to get you to get you to say. So, so you felt like. <laughs> 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 I see you. You have very, very good skills. Who trained you? Oprah trained you. She did. I watched she her. She trained That's you. My Wendy girl. didn't. Oprah did. Wait, no, I know. Oprah did. <laughs> no, no. Wendy <laughs> didn't train you. Oprah <laughs> trained you. <laughs> you stupid. Shout out. Shout, shout out, out to, to Wendy. Her. Shout out to okay, Wendy. Okay, hey, Wendy. <laughs> what um, up? <laughs> She's like, oh my God, are they talking about me? Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, they're talking? Yeah. But I just feel like he ultimately whether he feels it or not now, as he creeps his way back into the social media space. Yeah. And, and he needs to, to use me. He has to. He has to use me. Everything's better in chocolate. He has to use me. What do you mean? 
Because if I if he used me as PSAs and I talk for him, people would be, they would probably start they would like him quicker. I'm telling you, I agree with that. It's the chocolate thing, I man. know, or it would just be a little more relatable thing. Yeah, like, I don't know if he's relatable now. Right now, were but... you so surprised at the response? <laughs> um, I mean, just how for like weeks it was a no, story. I mean, the, the fact that the fact that that was a story over uh over that, the war. Over right the war over crime like right. <laughs> what are we doing over the Ukraine? What are we doing? Uh, yeah, it's, that was it. Yeah, the, the, the the ten people that got killed in Buffalo that that came and went in the news. And we still talking about the slap. And we still talking about the slap. That is so true. That, I didn't. It didn't. It didn't surprise. It hasn't. It doesn't surprise me that it's lasted so long because this the earth is the, everybody's shallow mm-hmm. and. Everybody is always concerned because their lives are boring. They're more concerned with other people's lives who are more glamorous and luxurious than your lux, 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 luxurious than your luxury. God dang it. I can't speak today. Go ahead. Luxury, more luxury, more luxurious than they. One more time. Luxurious. Lux, got it. I got, thank you. You got it. Uh, tongue, uh, I hate is, when that happens. What is happening? It happens to me all the time on live TV. It's no fun. You don't get a chance to say it over and over again. Yeah, no, we're no. Gonna, we're only we're gonna edit it and keep just the one part. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Good. Good. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Or with Jay Farrow on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Connected with. AT and T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at and at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials 
cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. They girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Get naked, we we only got like a few minutes left. First of all, you have been a pleasure. Oh, Such thank you. Um, we so, never got into. I'm gonna tell you what we didn't get into. We didn't get into the 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 cloth being torn off and me feeling like I could be more free outside. Get of, it? All right, we well, tell you. I tell you this. Listen. Listen, I, I, I will say, I will say this. I will say this. I will say this. Why, why move my, why move my hand? I don't know. That's why I said back. Say okay, say, I will it. say this. And what do you want to say? Okay. Yeah. I will say that SNL does have an audience. You feel me? They got an audience, you know, it's predominantly white folks. That's their audience. Older white folks in early teens, college kids, but Caucasian college kids. So, they're bringing a new, they got a new, they got a newer fan base now, audience. That's because, you know, they got some black writers and they've had, they've had folks on the show who are black in the recent years, myself included. Of course, Keenan Thompson holding nice. it down as the longest running cast member ever. He's built for that show. He's the goat. Um, also, uh, the Leslie Jones and all of that. So, of course, some of us watch, but it's not an overpour of black people that watch that show. You understand? So I felt like on the show, I had to learn because I I curse. I do curse. You know what I mean? I'm I'm loud. Well, thank you for telling me. You're allowed to curse all the time. I'm allowed to curse. I thought you said you're loud. No, 
That too, you're but allowed. you're also oh, wow. allowed so to. Okay. okay. <laughs> right, that's what he said, no, no, you are allowed. Let me not take it, but you are allowed to curse. Yeah. But you can't, you can't, you can't use all of that language on SNL. You can't use the, you know, the, the street lingo and sure. all of that. You can't do that. Sure. You know? Sure. Uh, well, I couldn't do it. You know, of course, Michael Che, will let write whatever the hell he wants to write. But, but different me, rules. different rules, for different, different rules for different yeah. folks. Uh. But if I had a, a, a ass or a bitch and a sketch, mine got pulled. Really? I can't even say that. But y'all can say dick on on air. Uh-huh. You let one of my friends say dick on air, uh-huh. and you tell me that I can't curse. That makes no <sighs> sense to me. But whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the person. Mm-hmm. It was the person. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't Your hands this. Are up. My hands are. Hands are speaking for you as well. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm aware. Absolutely. Whatever. Whatever. Maybe it was the person. <laughs> it was the person. Yeah. Um. I I overstand what you're saying. But on stage, yeah. what I say comparatively. Yeah. It's totally different. Even even my Barack Obama impression on stage and on that show, total different. Different. The on stage, strong in command. Totally. Not saying it wasn't on com- in command. Command on on the show. But it was different. It was scripted. It was it wasn't me being able to be authentic to what I felt Obama really wanted to do or Which really wanted what? to say. What he just to say? say fuck everybody. <laughs> That's what he wanted to say. Uh, fuck you. I, I I've been working hard as hell, and you all won't get off my back. Well, fuck you. Can you do it? You can't do it, can you? You ain't uh, lying. What what, what is your <laughs> IQ? Mine is one forty five. What about yours? Exactly. You're you're a chicken shit. <laughs> That's what I think he just wanted to say. And it was, I never got to bring that yeah. energy like, to that Like, I know he character. wanted to be like, fuck you, Trump. Like, yeah. especially when he did the handoff. Oh, you know, hell he yeah. wanted to be like. Oh, yeah. When well, you saw it. Yeah, he, he did was this. just like, this fool. <laughs> uh, this, this man doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, I, clearly. He doesn't know, know what he's doing. <laughs> I mean, if, if, there's a, if there's a pandemic, if there's a pandemic that comes, we're, we're going to be in trouble. And uh, he ain't going to know what to do. We got to keep him out of there. And we didn't. And look what happened. People died. When they announced it, you had people go to the supermarket. Uh-huh. They got water, mm-hmm. toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and they left the soap on the shelf. What? So you're just, you're just, you're just taking shits and using <laughs> hand sanitizer. <laughs> so basically, you got shitty fingers. That's what you got. Basically. In short. In short. <laughs> shitty fingers with some pure rail. There what? you go. Yo, that'll fix the world. Yeah. Shitty part rail, people. Let's all just do it. That's what caused the monkeypox. <laughs> guys, yeah. guys, we no seriously. Yeah, because you know black folks love a conspiracy. Yeah, I know, I know. Come on, just I'm like they just were, say, wait, yeah, what yeah. were they trying to say? There was a. They said, "Yo, don't put the mask." The funniest one I heard: "Don't put the mask on because you know they got transmitters." Uh, yeah, in yeah, yeah. I said. What? what? Well, do you remember? Do you remember my cousin worked at the Pentagon, and he's when we were in lockdown. Everyone had a cousin who worked at the Pentagon. I used to. I I had some. I was like, you don't know anybody who works at the Pentagon, <laughs> and if you do, they don't have that type of research classified uh, t- intelligence with them just to give to you yeah. and tell you how we're gonna be living our rest of our lives. That's like the classic. That's like the, the classic, classic thing. Of what I got friends. Say. I got I got a gay friend who I can see this. So I said this to you before. Um, I loved the movie that you ran on Netflix. I love a rom com, and. It's resort to love, and you played a, a not so good guy who who 
cheated on, I think he dumped her, but she didn't know because she was focused on her career and you had moved on to a whole new boo. And then she was finally getting over you, but you had gotten engaged to somebody well, else. Well, okay. And then she, you happened to go to the same resort where she was seeing at. You, you took, I'm glad you, you, the way that you analyze that character makes me, makes me, well, lets me know oh. that I did a good job. I was mad at you. I, I did a good job. And she wanted to, to date be. your brother. And it's exact. What type of stuff is that? Oh, now you try to smash my bro? Yeah. What? What? Like, How is that fair? Because you moved on. You were engaged. And then you tried to get her back. I got engaged. But he, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. I need you guys to watch Jason, this movie. Resort to Love is so good. Jason King is a character who was a, he was a boy trying to grow into a man. Okay. He hadn't got there yet. Correct. And by the end, he had reached that manhood because he had to make a decision. He had to man up and choose what he wanted to do. And he chose the right choice. He didn't, you know, he didn't go. He didn't have to backstep. Why? Because if he was with that person, if they were supposed to be together, if she was the person that was supposed to fit in his in his uh, in his perfect picture of a family, then they would have ended up together. You're right. That's how life is. Okay. that's how life is. And Fine. I've been through that shit. I know, I know how that feels. Wait, was this based off a true story? Not off my true story. Oh, no. Tell me, this happened to you? No, you no. dumped a girl? Are you kidding I, me? I've dumped many girls. <laughs> was it that? <laughs> I'm just, I, <laughs> I wasn't, you know, I am. But I <laughs> no, so <laughs> that was a great movie. Yeah, y'all go. It's a comedy, guys. It's a comedy. You, said it, you said it really. It's com rom. You uh, call it rom com. Rom com. Com rom. Com rom. The same thing. That okay. that works. A com rom. Actors, you guys, you have so many different things. Okay, wait, and you have another movie coming out. I do. I do. Uh, well, one just dropped uh, out of okay. office with uh Leslie Jones, Kim Jong, Kim 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 Jong. Yeah, he ain't in it. Kim Jong. Okay. <laughs> He's in the movie. But what um, if but what if Kim Jong was in Lord have mercy. How do you get him that to been the tightest audition? set? I don't know. He wouldn't have had to audition. He just would have did it on he would have filmed it. Is he think he would have came on set? He no, we no, he it would have been a hologram. He okay. wouldn't have been here. Could you imagine? No, I couldn't. <laughs> I don't want to. Every time I hit North Korea, I just start just start I start itching. It's start, I start feeling weird. It's it's the <sighs> The level of security and the level. Could you imagine? I don't. Yo, that's just. I oh, <laughs> they can't okay. do anything. Like the, somebody got in trouble for playing a music. Somebody got killed yeah. for playing a music. You're video. not allowed to do anything. You're not a, okay. So there's no laughter either. But no. he, so he wasn't in it. No, he wasn't in it. But K- Ken Jones is it from? Okay. Is in it okay. from? Um, from you know the. You know him. Hangover. From hangovers, yeah. from uh from uh He had I a can, series on ABC for uh, he played a doctor because he yeah. was a doctor in real Dr. Ken. So, yeah, yeah, Dr. yeah, Dr. Ken. Ken. Yeah. He was yeah, and uh mm-hmm. also now he's up there with Robin Thicke and all of them on uh what is it? Uh I can see what is it? I can see your voice. I can see your voice, he does that show too. But he does the uh he does the other one. Mass singer. He does Mass I was singer. like, I can see your voice. Thank you so much. Thank see, you. My, I'm like, what is that? My manager is on it. She's, She's on it. She's a mass singer. We watch it all the time. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> You met the mass singer. <laughs> I can see your voice. Go on. I can see. That's another show he does, though. It is. But okay. he hosts that too. But yes. <laughs> so he's in it. And it's it's funny. Uh, uh Milana um uh Van Trub from the ATT commercials, you know, she's she's in it as well. Okay. And uh Chris What's uh, the what's the story? Oh, it's about um it's an office comedy about uh how uh Zoom, uh, how Zoom uh, it's like what what you get what I'm trying to say. It's a comedy about Manager. how remote, about how everybody's working remote now. 
Oh yeah. So it's about it's about working remote and remote. all the crazy things that are happening uh-huh. while people's people's screens are on and uh-huh. and you know it. But it, it goes further too. Like we finally get together and um are in person and have this crazy party. But it's just about it's a, it's about the current state of working like at an office and how it goes now. You know, yeah. and it's with with twists and turns. So many twists. I feel like that is so. It's so random when you have to go back to the office now. Oh my we, gosh. We've ruined it for everybody. Yeah, I don't. Like, there's just no way we can just be in the office eight hours a day. Yo, family guy just opened <clears throat> up their offices again, and they're like, yeah, we, you know, you can, but, you know, we get it, so you guys. Funny. I'm like, no, yeah. I, this is, I kind of like working from home. Yeah, it might feels good. Mind my business. Yeah. Nothing. I don't have to wear pants. Yeah, yeah. Why do I wear pants? Yeah. Just sitting here that? in these silk drawers. You don't even know what I got on. I'm just chilling. Everything's comfortable. Can you? Can you, if you don't mind, before mm-hmm. I let you go? Yeah. Because, you know, I have, I have, uh, and Beyonce understands this. I yeah. have a, a, a professional crush on Jay-Z. So give me. Really? Yeah, very professional because I think he's very successful. Yeah, of course. Um, You know, uh, you know, the thing about being successful basically is um, uh, following up and consistency until the end. You know, the difference between um, Galileo, Aristotle, <laughs> um, me uh and somebody like you know um uh vanilla ice would be uh you know the persistence and the consistency right. you haven't heard of vanilla ice track in years but he tries to sell real estate you know you you've heard consistency of me for years and i sell real estate and that's the that. difference and your wife is beyonce and my wife is yeah <laughs> 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 yeah yeah that's yeah she is <laughs> Stay away from her, you know. Um, and, and also, you know, now we have, uh, you know, three beautiful children, yeah. uh, two go- girls and a uh, little boy. So, mm-hmm. you know, and Solange is there too. So, what is she doing? Just standing, looking, looking, and you know, plotting like this, making sure you act. Yeah, right. that's tough. I'm really scared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could not even imagine. Have you done? Of course, you've done this for Jay. What does Jay say? <laughs> it's funny. What did he say to you? Jay Z calls me when he sees me. He goes, "Yo, what up, fake Jay Z?" He's like, "Can I get a picture?" <laughs> no. <laughs> he says, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, come on, like yeah, you're here, you're here, yeah. you're in it. You know, yeah. No need a picture. Oh wow, that's crazy. Mm, yeah. You have when these people are blown away. We talked about this. Jamie Foxx says you do. Far better impressions than him. <laughs> there you go. He's a lesbian. He didn't say far better. Yeah, well, he, he didn't listen, say he, Jamie Foxx in comparison. Jamie Foxx said, he said, hey, man, I can't mess with you when it comes to impression. He said, man, he said, man, you got so many motherfuckers spot on, man. He said, that's, that's a talent. He said, man, you, shit, man, I don't want to do my impression around you, man. He said, shit. Did he move forward like that too? That's exactly what he That's how he moves. He just, he moves like this. He just, He's like a, uh, he's like Jello. I'm aware. I know. That's <laughs> Wait, what? Like. No, he's like he's like he's like conditioner. When you pour it out the bottle, you know, it's, it's just real, real slow. slow. This is how real they, slow. Okay, so yeah. I'm sorry. Are we, Jimmy Fox is like conditioner. Yeah, he's Air like conditioner, conditioner baby. Okay, he's like conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Okay, so you have done your impression of Eddie Murphy for Eddie Murphy. Oh yeah, and he says he does uh, impressions too. You know what's crazy though? Eddie doesn't think. <laughs> it's so funny. Eddie thinks that I do the movie version of him. Like, he thinks I do, like, he's explained it like this. He says, (laughs) 
He says, yeah, Jay Farrell's a good, he does a good, like, buddy love. But, you know, me just talking in regular conversation, I don't know if he can do that. I've never, never seen anybody capture me like that. <laughs> well, that's because he didn't talk to nobody. Yeah. You know, it's really funny. I just did. <laughs> that's, that's so funny because he doesn't talk to people, you know, you know he's not connected. <laughs> and that's so it's funny because I just did Eddie Murphy talk in an interview, the way he talks in an interview. I want to fight your hands right you wanna now. You want to fight my hands? <laughs> I, need them. I, I mean, that's, that's what it is. It's all about the, it's all about the fingers. The fingers. The, fingers. the shit's in the fingers. The shit's in the fingers. <laughs> it's like Chris Rock. See that? Over the Chris Rock thing. It's fingers. in the fingers. It's the fingers. Do you master the fingers, the yep. hands first? The and hands then are first, on? but the hands are definitely a, a key point to the impression. Because it's exactly who they are. Yeah. Chris, Chris Rock's fingers are so long and skinny, yeah. and, and you he do. Got the, he got yeah. the penguin fingers. Yeah, I don't from the the penguin, the penguins? villain from Batman. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, the penguins have fingers. The penguin, yeah. Okay. The ones, the male coffee part, the Danny DeVito where he played him. He got the he got the SpongeBob Krabby Patty fingers. Oh, guess he does. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know who those people are. Those are Krabby Patties. Okay, I'm with you. Ah. Those are his and they like crab. I got it. Yeah, got you it. know, because he could, you know. I'm so <laughs> impressed by you. You're You've impressed? been nothing but kind. Thank you so much for coming by. Oh, you're kicking me so, out. Yeah, because <laughs> you. It's time to go home. Okay, all it's right. It's time to go home. All right, we, if we, I have we, to. You, I mean, I know you want. We can hang out all day and make fun of people. No, but, but yeah. you were getting to a good. You said something else. What I say. What I did. Why are you looking at your manager? Let me look back there. I'm looking at her. I was, I was checking Don't her face. You just look at her. Around. No, I checked I her face to see if 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 things are funny, if she, if it's enjoyable. Because if I look back and her face is torn up, I'm like, well, this ain't going well. Yeah, yeah. This, well, this I think is, it, I think it went really well. well. I think. Not, it went but well. I'm. I'll tell you one more thing. Give me one, one more, more thing. Okay. When I met Denzel Washington. <laughs> <laughs> when I met Denzel Washington at the uh, the AFI Lifetime Achievement Award ceremony for him. Um, <laughs> I see him at the after party and uh, I walked up to him. I said, hey, man, Mr. Washington, how you doing? He goes, oh. <laughs> I can see he that. Says, yeah. I can totally see he that. He said, yeah, you owe me a lot of money, Negro. You know that, right? <laughs> I'm keeping you hot. You know that. Huh? I'm keeping you hot. You know I am. Hmm? He ain't no joke. No, he ain't no joke. He's hardcore. He's hardcore. Hardcore marrying intense. As you are right now. Yeah, I interviewed yeah. him once and I wanted to ask him about the Cowboys. He was like, yeah. no, you're not going, uh, no, don't, don't you say yeah, that yeah, yeah, I yeah, you like, ain't going to yeah, I you just asked a question. I didn't know. What was what's his team? What's his team? The, the Saints. The, the Cowboys the, are oh, his team. The Cowboys are his team. Yeah, but okay. I was asking him what if the Saints were his son played at the yeah. time got in. Oh, I thought the Rams. He wasn't on the Rams. St. Louis Rams. Wasn't St. Louis Rams, right? Saints. Yeah, yeah, St. Louis. And then so he was like, the Cowboys are my team, but you can't. He was just giving me a really hard time and I was afraid. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. afraid of myself. You know, he's very intimidating. He's you know? very intimidating. Yeah, he's very intimidating. He's like, don't talk about the, if, if it ain't about the Dallas Cowboys, I don't want to talk he about it. He told you I'm keeping you huh? hot. I'm keeping you hot, Negro. He said, I'm keeping you hot, Negro. That's what he said, <laughs> huh? Huh? Is that true? Huh? Okay. It might be. It might be. But, uh, you know, I have other qualities as well. I got good qualities as well. You know the qualities, Gary. Oh, you see the qualities. Yeah, I see you've them seen all. Me. You've seen, I see you've them seen all. me talk. I've you've seen, seen you've, you've, I've you've, seen your fingers. Uh, you've seen the you've fingers seen, yes. move. It's all about the fingers, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I gotta do. When, I gotta watch. I gotta watch myself when I do this impression around my mom. She be getting hot. Oh, uh, okay. No, I'm, I'm serious. She liked Denzel. She was she like, ooh, Denzel. that Denzel, because it's so real. She be, that Denzel, I'd be like, I'm still. No, I'm Denzel's still everybody. Jared. Uh, eight to 80. 
Denzel eight got all 80. the girlfriends. Eight to That's 80. crazy. And he has all the girlfriends. Eight what to a 80. catalog. Yeah. <laughs> what a catalog. Yeah, what the ladies catalog. love him. Eight to 80. Eight to 80. Yeah. I mean, oh that just, well, maybe, okay, 18 to 80. No, no, no. That's, <laughs> no, that's still too young. No, no, 25 and over. 25 uh, Okay, and 25 over. to 100. I'm telling I tried to date somebody early to, early 20s. And yeah. let me tell you okay, that. 25, I don't 25 do it to again. 100. 25 yeah. to 100. He has yeah, they I'm all not like doing it again. Don't Had do me it. doing her essays and all of that yeah. for her classwork. Uh, you know, there's a comedian. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about. There's this online Twitter comedian who was making fun of all these men dating young women. And they were like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't don't go there. She's going to have you wearing, you know, Hermes belts. And you don't even know why. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you just be trying to be cool and you don't even know why you're cool. Like, yeah. what, am I, what am I here for? So you're okay. So the advice is 25 and over. 25. It's like, if you're not, <laughs> it's like dating a baby bird. You feel me? You gotta, you just gotta get, you know, the mama bird always go, oh, and get a big bird the food. They don't, they don't got no money. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> they got no money. They don't really got no goals. They, yeah. They make just, grammatical errors. Like, it's just. What's the problem? It's just a son. Uh, they just live it. We got in an argument over the most minuscule thing. I was watching Shark Week. We were watching Shark Week. I was like, yo, you know, it's crazy, babe, that um, mm-hmm. sharks don't have any bones. They just have cartilage. She goes, cartilage? But well, we just making up words now, huh, bro? Oh, I said, you know what? You got to go. I said, you got to go. Yeah. I said, I ain't dipping in Gen Z no more. It's a reason Why? they call it Gen Z. Why? Because Z is the end of the alphabet. So, because they the end of the world. Oh, there, it's over with them. It's over. Got it. That's why they Gen Z. Got it. That's right. I'm sorry if there's anybody, Gen, if there's any Gen Z people in here. I Clearly, Henry. I don't care. How old are you, Henry? Uh, Oh, you a millennial? Yeah, millennials are dope. We're dope. How old are you? Ah, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, I'm just yeah. You hey, are you Gen Z? Are you Gen Z? Yeah, you are. You think so? See, that's why. Yeah, you are. They don't even know. You don't even know what you are. Look at that. He's like, I, I think, I don't know who I am, but maybe, who knows? I don't know. I'm not Gen Z. I'm, um, a, I'm, I'm the newest, I'm a newest millennial. Uh, yeah. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah. You good, though. You on it, I think. Jay Farrell. And Euphoria. We won't talk to him anymore. He smells of Euphoria. He does he smell does. of Euphoria. He knows Zendaya. I watch it, too. Oh, I love it. I know. It's my favorite. It's just so many wieners. Rue. I just, Whoa. just, so many. Yeah, perhaps. So many. There's Thanks so for many. coming. Thanks for having me. I hated to end it with that. There's so many wieners, but it's so many. No, it's there. fine. It's, don't don't put That's, that up there. Yes, this, we uh, should end that way. There's too many francs. It's, there you go. We should end that way. Too many francs. Too many francs on that. Too many raw this francs. Is naked. Yeah, Remember? you're right. Yeah, there's too many wieners. Yeah, stand by. That's right. Perfect. Okay. That perfect. Was perfect. That was good. That was perfect. All right. Should I say it again? <laughs> no. You got no? it. <laughs> All right. Roll the tape, push it back, do it again. Let's do it. (laughs) Thank you, Jay Fair. I appreciate you. I appreciate y'all for listening and hanging in there and having my back and appreciating all of the guests that we've had. We've been really good this season and I'm grateful. Uh, Jay's a joy. It's always nice to laugh until your cheeks are hurting. Check him out, support him, follow him on all the socials. He's not on SNL anymore. But you can find him still performing. You can find him in different movies. Resort to Love. Y'all watch that on Netflix. I like that real good. That was a good one. Real auntie right now. Other than that, support him and his mission. I appreciate y'all for listening. Next week, we're back with more on Naked. At 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast, will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances. Whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities, or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death, we all want to know, what happened next? To find out, listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.